When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to you know the run-up uh heading into 2011 i'm not sure if i actually showed on this chart um where you see silver you know essentially doubling in price in a matter of 12 months or 18 months you know so so we could be talking you know 30 plus silver in a very short time period there's gonna be some some resistance points along the way like i said 17 bucks 1750 uh 20 dollars 21 dollars you know those are some around those ranges are, are where we'll find resistance but but once we really see this silver market move and, and it will and i think it already has to some extent we're going to see it move very rapidly. This is by no means me trying to push the, the whole fear of missing out, like get in now before it, or before it rockets up because uh, we all know there, there's plenty of people, and, and maybe I've fallen prey to that at times, that have been point, pushing that for, for this this long period right here, looking at this chart, going back to you know, 2013, 2014, 2015. Uh, I think I, I first started my channel in the fall of 2016. Uh, but... It is a reminder for you guys. You know, I'll be talking about this in a future video. Uh, I saw somebody post over on a Silverbugs page. You know, once you guys get break-even cost, which he estimated at between I think seventeen and twenty or twenty-one dollars, how how many of you are selling, or how much of your stack are you selling? And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like that's that's when I consider paring back my purchases, and that's not the time for me to to sell uh, silver by any means. And so that's kind of discouraging. But but the the reason I'm bringing that up is to remind you guys that, hey, silver can move very rapidly. I've talked about this in the past. It's a small market. It gets squeezed easily. And and there's also bigger picture ideas at play here, whether it's my video last week talking about the potential involvement in the silver market that China has, has seen uh, in the last um, decade, right, through the, the COMEX silver futures market using JP Morgan as a, a, a broker or or you know, doing their bidding basically, or if we're talking about the physical supply and and demand side of things, or or the investment demand that inevitably we'll see rush into the silver market, it can move very rapidly. So just a reminder to you guys that, you know, when you do see those break-even points, whatever they might be for you, um, you know, think about it. Obviously, none of this should be taken as investment advice, but think long and hard about you know what is your real purpose with silver and gold is it just to to break even over the couple of years that, that you held it or is this a long-term wealth preservation tool even if it's done a a less than than stellar job of doing that you know for the last five years now you know the final thing i want to talk about something i don't talk about a ton as you can see here the 24-hour chart of gold to silver ratio uh, dropping below 90 to 1. Uh, I want to talk about gold miners. It's not something I talk about a ton. Uh, but but the reason I want to bring this up is, in fact, I'll show it to you on this chart first. Uh, we'll, we'll bring up the GDX. And then next to that, we'll bring up uh, gold over the last, you know, we'll go year to date. And and when you look at it in these terms, it <laughs> when we're just comparing them almost like on the same chart, first of all, it's pretty easy to see that they move up and down and in, in synchronization and and obviously gdx is doing really well lately because gold has been doing really well lately right starting the year off around uh 20 
dollars a share, a little bit north of that, 21. Uh, but since then, we're seeing numbers up around 27 a share, right? So, so it's moved up with gold. But as you can see in this other chart, to really put that in perspective, uh, look here at the percentage change that we've seen in GDX uh, thus far. That's kind of the nature of mining stocks. They're more volatile than the underlying uh, metals related to the stocks themselves. But we've seen gold move up 14-some uh, percent. Um, what is this, year-to-date, or maybe this is six months. We'll go year-to-date here. So about 11%, 11.3% for gold. But GDX has easily doubled that, right? They're, they're up over 28% gain year-to-date for GDX. And, and that's... That's encouraging, but this is also just a reminder to you guys that there's nothing wrong with some diversification into miners. Now, I get it. It's it's philosophically not the same as stacking. It's not, right? I don't think it should be seen as a replacement for stacking. What I'm saying there is that with, with this, you have counterparty risk. You have a much greater risk of, of your asset to go into zero. You, you have um, the exchanges to worry about. You have liquidity concerns. You have funding concerns for these companies, all of that. But in a commodities bull market, or in this case, a gold or silver bull market, these types of mining stocks, uh, whether through index or buying the stocks uh, individually, whatever your preference is, uh, can offer a pretty significant yield relative to the underlying metal. And that's not me trying to to dissuade you guys from stacking. Like I said, they're diametrically opposed philosophies, right? Buying stocks. I mean, they have some some similarities, right? They have the metals and, you know, they're, they're both based on, I guess, a real asset or at least mining a real asset. Uh, but uh, they, they do offer, in a way, almost like greater leverage to the, the underlying metal itself uh, and, and greater potential for gains, um, and that is true for, for individual mining stocks, uh, for silver mining stocks. Now, sometimes with those ones, you have a greater amount of risk because G, GDX is basically a basket of miners, right, or an index that tracks these, these miners versus buying an individual miner. And, and, and with something like GDX, if, if one of the members of the basket goes under, well, the basket is going to live on, right? But if you're just you know, buying an, an individual stock, it's it's a little bit more boomer bust. So... But, but this is another way that people in this industry oftentimes choose to diversify away from just metals themselves, get into these stocks. This is maybe a little bit more of a buy and, and sell strategy rather than just buy and hold for the long term uh, because, you know, there's technicals that come into play and, and it's a little bit easier to sell, you know, GDX than it is uh, physical gold. Uh, but th- they do offer greater leverage. And it's just something I wanted to, to bring up. Uh, food for thought for for those of you that are interested in in such an opportunity, uh, but again, uh, not necessarily the same philosophy behind this as as stacking. Anyways, uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this down below in the comment section. I also look forward to bringing you guys some some additional uh, uh, interesting topics and videos later this week. So stay tuned for that. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Finally, silver is catching back up to gold, uh, catching back up to to where it should be. And, and we're finally seeing that gold to silver ratio come down. Uh, the chart, for those of you on YouTube that you're looking at right here, is a five-day chart of gold and silver in their uh, respective colors. And as you can see, uh, gold actually had a pretty good day today. 
it's it's hanging fairly strong, just shy of some potential uh, resistance that it's found uh, last week, right around 1425, 1426. But silver, which you know five days ago was uh, you know barely above $15 an ounce, is actually currently just shy of $16 an ounce. That's about a 90 cent move, and, and that's pretty significant for silver. Right, I want to demonstrate that with this chart. This is a three-month chart for silver, and as you can see, uh, right here in in June, uh, June nineteenth, June twentieth is is when we see gold break through that that key resistance level of thirteen fifty, thirteen sixty, and move up, ultimately finding resistance around fourteen forty, uh, maybe just north of that. But silver, as you, as you may recall, did not find the same type of momentum. In fact, looking at this gold to silver ratio chart, it's mostly been a move up since uh, you know the beginning of the year. In fact, we see it topping out uh, north of, of 93 to 1. Now, finally, that's changing, though. We're, we're seeing this uh, gold... Uh, still maintaining some strength, which I say is very important to silver's rally and very uh, positive. But silver catching up, actually hitting its uh, the highest it's been since February. If you go year to date, you can see that in this chart right here. Uh, February uh, was the last time that it was actually around this $16 mark. I think the high on the year, sorry for the pop-ups, is going to be uh, just north of 16, I think uh, on, on, on a single day, uh, it might have traded around like 1620 or 1615, something along those lines. I have to check the exact numbers. Uh, but $16 is kind of the key resistance level that we're watching right now for silver. But, but another thing I want to show you in this three-month chart here is, is to demonstrate the uh, percentage change that, that we've seen in silver. Because when I'm saying a 90-cent move in silver, that may not seem like a lot for those of you that... that uh, maybe are, are looking for a big move up above 20 or above 50 or whatever. Uh, but what I'm showing you here is that, you know, in the last three months, or in fact, we can even go year to date, silver's not performed all that well, right? We're talking about a 3% move up, 11% move up for gold, and that's reflected in the gold to silver ratio. But if we only go about one month back, which is, you know, just before that Fed meeting, what we're actually seeing is silver outpace gold. It's not by a lot, right? Gold's at 6.5% gain. Silver's about 7.5%. But I think this is some life that, that was sorely needed in the silver market. I mean, what was the catalyst for this? I th There wasn't a big news catalyst for silver to outperform gold today. I primarily see this as value buying or technical buying. Uh, traders realizing that silver is you know oversold or, or certainly not... Um, it's undervalued relative to gold. I mean, look at the ratio. Uh, it was, again, over 93 to 1 for a while there. Uh, but but it still has a long ways to move to the downside. So I'm not standing here kind of claiming victory. I mean, we're talking $16 for silver. Come on. I mean, I had somebody comment today, you know, is this then a cheap silver? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, like, what are you talking about? Like, we still have several dollars to go up before I start to think that, hey, this silver is really getting, you know, less affordable and, and I'm thinking about scaling back my my dollar amount of purchases, right? Usually I think of like twenty dollars is a nice round number to think, well, maybe I should pair back some of these purchases if this trend continues. But at sixteen, seventeen dollars an ounce, I mean this is something that Silverbugs stackers uh rejoiced about, you know, a couple of years back, having years and years of, of silver in the sixteen to seventeen dollar range. Maybe we're a little spoiled about $14 silver or $15 silver. $16 is still pretty inexpensive in my uh, in my 
opinion. I obviously you know this should be taken as investment advice, but but like I said, going back to to this market, I'll turn this uh, away from from uh, I guess percentage value. Maybe I can let's see here. Let's we'll scale to the left. No, that's not going to work. Anyways, uh, I wonder if I can unmerge these. Probably not. Anyways, that's fine. Um, the the next resistance that I really see for silver coming up, like I said, is going to be you know sixteen dollars an ounce and and closing above that on a daily or preferably a weekly basis, right? And then we can see move up above sixteen fifty, uh, above seventeen dollars, and then we're looking back a little bit further in terms of of uh resistance going back a couple of years. In fact, we can look at it real quick on this chart. Uh, ignore these lines. Those were from <laughs> years ago and years ago, beginning of the year, it looks like uh, analyzing the silver chart technicals. But but to get, you know, once we get above $16, we're looking at resistance probably, um, it, let's see here, probably $17 an ounce going back to this this pattern, this this narrow trading pattern that silver is in for several months in, in the first half of 2018. Um, 1750. I mean, it's it's going to be a bit of work to get through some of those resistance levels. But the great thing about silver is that it moves so quickly. I mean, it's crazy how quick silver can get moving when it's in a bull market or when it has a strong catalyst. For example, you can look here in the summer of 2016, silver uh, around $16 an ounce. Uh, within a matter of weeks, we're talking silver up around $20 an ounce, right? Or heading back 